Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Did you know I've had my podcast for 15 years? Do you know that it is the most downloaded sports podcast of all time? Did you know I have guests from the sports world, from the culture world, people who work for The Ringer, people outside The Ringer, celebrities, experts, you name it. It's on my podcast three times a week, late Sunday night, late Tuesday night, late Thursday night, the Bill Simmons podcast. Check it out on Spotify. Hi everyone, welcome to Writer's House. I hope you are all safe and well. Today we are going to talk about our live show in London last night. It was brilliant. Um, whether the current Manchester City situation could affect the Premier League title race and following the NBA trade deadline, we're going to come up with some fun football trades. And my guests are Ryan Hun and Mr. Musa Kwonga. How are you doing, fellas? Hello. Very well, thank you. Look who's here. I know. Musa's in the his. Listen. He's in the his. Look at Miss, I've got to say. It's some drip today. Listen, we had to make the effort. We had to show degrees. out. You're coming, you're coming with the, the zero degrees gear. <laughs> Showing out. You okay, Moose? Very well indeed. Yep, yep. Fresh off the plane from Berlin. <laughs> in, the, in the building. <laughs> in the building. Rilo. Hello. All from last night. Yeah, man. Last night was... Should we fill, should we fill people in? Let's fill them in. On, um, we've done our, our live um, stadio, Righty's House, Counter Press at pod live um yesterday which was really cool thank you honestly again i was kind of i was really quite overwhelmed and blown away yeah. by the people who came because you know we sold it out you know that might sound like people saying oh you're giving flex. it the big and it's a bit of a flex but you know what it wasn't <laughs> if, if 150 people turned up there that's because that's what we're about you know what mm. i mean it was just great like what, one what we done when i came you done the stadio one oh, yeah, the social. Nice, 100 people yeah yeah it was so cool like yesterday to to, to get that place People who have got good questions, who are ready to have a laugh and smile, not looking to like to shout you down and sh- you know what I mean and heckle, just listening to what you're saying. It was a joy last night. It was so relaxed, wasn't it? Was it was a joy. I last love how night. you were like, oh, you know, I, I get a bit anxious because it's all eyes on me. Moose is just like, all eyes on me. <laughs> He's, all He's like, my time. Moose is like shimmying out. Oh my goodness, like, my time. <laughs> no, just good times. The energy. The moment you watch, because I was, you know, a bit anxious before because you never know how these things are going to go because it's. Basically, like an hour and a half of yeah. like unscripted. Mm. You've got a, you know a list of things you want to talk about, but fundamentally, like you just you got to go out there and kind of be engaging. Yeah, you do. So I was nervous, like standing there, and then got out there, and I was like, no, like it's just it's the warmth of it, right? Mm. Can I just say the mixture of people, please, as well? Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not saying it was me or you know but we had a lot of women in that audience, bro. I just think that's kind of probably representative of our mm. listenership. And then, and then you see people afterwards. It was, you know, to me. That was cool. That was, that was nice. Really lovely, and yeah. I came out, it was really funny actually, because <laughs> I think I was the last one out. And as I came out into the lobby bit, so for, the, for people who, who, who weren't there, so um, King's Place is this really cool kind of event space near King's Cross in London. And in the foyer kind of lobby bit, it's quite open and there's another room across from where we were. So as I walked out, Musa and... Ian are already out there. Ian's obviously mobbed. Yes. Like <laughs> across the other way. And then Musa is about 10 or 15 yards into the room, mobbed. And I just thought, Not. I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> and I just basically like stayed. I saw you as well. You was kind of like covered off. Like, so if you looked from this side, if you look from this side to look across the room to see where Ryan was, he had a semicircle kind yeah, of like of people, like, so you couldn't really make him out. And I don't like the way Ryan slips under the radar. It's like, Ryan's over there, vibe. Ryan's over there. You yeah. have to always do it. Push people in the direction. Say, There's Ryan. Should we tell the story that we told, actually, on this note? On. Because we told it in the live show. So yesterday, Thursday, Moose and I were walking uh, through London. <laughs> and uh, this, is a, this is a common theme that we always talk about in study about how Moose always, oh, I always meet a study listener. And, um, <laughs> so we were walking down through Seven Dials and there was a long like, row of school kids, like a big line of school kids on a school trip. And uh, one of the teachers sees Musa and his face kind of just like, <gasps> and he's like, I don't really do this with the whole celebrity thing. 
But Jesus. you're Musa Okwonga, right? And Musa's like, oh, oh, yeah, how did you guess? Like, <laughs> in his fucking Sergeant Pepper's jacket. Oh, <laughs> like, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm also Ugandan. And he, they were chatting. And the kids are walking down the street. So the guy's getting further and further. I just wow. stayed put. The guy's getting further and further away. And Musa's kind of walking with him. And he just goes, oh, I'm also like a... He's looked at me yeah. already. And he's like, I'm a massive studio listener. And Musa just goes, that's Ryan. And he went, oh! <gasps> Ryan! And I was like, hello. <laughs> it's oh nice. my God. It's like, the, uh, the, and that's exactly the anonymity is beautiful, right? You should, you should like revel in it because like... The escapologist. Yeah, yes, because what happens is, is that, what's nice is that when you say, there's Ryan and then all of a sudden people go, ah! Already right. gone. Somebody's like, and, and Ryan's not that guy. He's not the... He's not that guy. Face for radio, man. I don't know. Stop that. Just stop that. <laughs> But anyway, I just oh want to say thanks to everyone who yes, came out last night because it was yes, amazing. It was really yeah, fun. And thanks to Pod Live for having us. And nice, um, nice. I think we'll do more of those because we did the one, we did the Writers House Live thing with Barclays that time, which was mm. a little bit more of a kind of like a, a tester. Yes. But that was only just after stuff started opening up again. Mm. Moose and I have obviously done the two Stadio Lives. It was great having Flo there as well to yes. push Counterpress yes. because obviously Counterpress is the most recent one of the three. Um, and I think we'll definitely do more. It'd be great to do more. We'll definitely do more stadio lives this year and you I know think we should definitely really do some cool. rice houses what we should what we should what, what I think we should do see how this season finishes because <laughs> if Arsenal if Arsenal do <laughs> he's going to do a tour if, if Arsenal do it man we, we've <laughs> got to have a room <laughs> oh god we've got to have a room yeah but thank you so much Evan that was a this is amazing. One of the great experiences. A career highlight, as they say. <laughs> Can I just say quickly from last night, what I love from last night, Moose, is that when we talked about the, um, the Zlatan take out, everybody was like, cheering, like, tell us oh, to it. It the was poor so people, cool. Just, yeah, for, for those who weren't there, <laughs> so the very right. last question was, can we get the Zlatan can take? And Zlatan? everyone cheered and blessed yeah. them for a few seconds. They, they genuinely thought they were getting it. They were going to get it. <laughs> they said, you can't do it. You mentioned Arsenal there. And the Premier League is back this weekend. They're Arsenal hosting Brentford. Brentford, yeah. Uh, it was a big game. And they need to kind of kick some form back after the last two. But mm. Man City hosting Villa on Sunday. Mm. Um, and we, we mentioned something last night. Maybe we'll touch on it a little bit mm. now because since we last spoke, there's obviously been the Man City stuff. Oh yes. no, we did it a little bit on, on Tuesday's episode. But we were talking last night about how from a player's perspective, mm. whether the stuff that's going on at Man City might affect the squad for the title race. Mm. Because it feels like stuff's been going on for a little while. And you know, Someone said to me, actually a Man City fan said, oh, I wonder whether they've known about this for a little while. But I thought, would the actual players on the pitch be that affected by it? Or? I, well, it's, it's, a str- it's a strange one, Ryan, because as a player, you start to find out, things start to, to filter through. Mm. in what's going on but it depends on like for instance what, what they're talking about with City at the moment is all the stuff upstairs and that that filters through but the thing is is that you just get on with it but I remember I know it's not as big but like with the George Graham stuff mm. oh yeah of course yeah yeah because but that was, that, I mean like you say it wasn't big but at the time like, it's, it's massive because it was he's, yeah, he's literally the only person that's been like proper like caught out for in it, the Premier League you know League, what I mean right? the pre- yeah but the thing with it is, is that we heard about that just kept going. You know, it just yeah. filtered through all oh, something's happening. Because then you got pressmen and that who, who find things out. And that's where I knew that we were in a situation in our dressing room where we started to think, it's not, we're not tight. We're not tight. And you remember in and around that time, it was like we were making signings. We were signing, like we signed, I think, Chris Kawamia and Glenn Helder and Thomas, oh, I can't remember the, the right back. We signed a right back. And we were signing kind of players that I'm thinking, with all due respect to them, it's not the players that I came here to play with and it's not the players that's going to kick us on to do what we want to do. And mm. we was going through a kind of like a, a period at Arsenal where it was just, it was nothing. It was yeah, fallow. I mean, I mean you know if you mean? think like George Graham as well, for, for younger listeners, it's like, I think it's, it's easy to like underestimate how Absolutely, gigantic yeah. a figure George yeah. Graham was within the club. Mm-hmm. You know, double winner yeah. at the club. He changed the old he was perception. A, he was a Mourinho. Basically. Yeah, basically yeah. came back, won the league, you know. Changed um, the perception, brought fresh. those young players yeah. in, done everything, played. And the two, but the, the, the the two po- cups in the same year, exactly. that kind of thing. It was, a, it was a big deal. But man. the thing with that, the point I was making with that is that you could feel that things weren't right because too many things were coming out of the dressing room, too many things were coming from upstairs to us. But what you do is you just play on until something happens. Mm. And it's like I said, I said, I said it last night, 
I'm not fussed. If I'm a Man City player right now, I don't care what's going on upstairs. Mm. I'm gonna. They've brought me to play. I don't know what's going on up there. I've come here with the best intentions to be the best I can be, to get to a club like this, play for a manager like that, and I'm going to try and win everything. If they're going to take it, if anything's going to be taken away or we're going to be demoted or whatever, thing, I don't mind that simply because I have done my job. Do you think it's different though? So, for example, with the George Graham stuff, it was him directly, um, for those who aren't aware of it, mm. it's the, the, it was money's, uh, taking, money's taking, taking money taking for, money's. For, for specific transfers within Arsenal. So mm. essentially, they called it a bung, right? Yeah, um, commission. Com- it's essentially a commission for transfers in to cash, come in. Something into, like 400 odd thousand pounds in cash. Um, the sums weren't even that. Yeah, but by, 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 yeah, I mean, if you, if you did the whole thing like for inflation, it was probably a huge amount of money. Mm. But I think that because it was specific to a manager, um, do you feel like it may be, it's maybe going to affect the City players a little bit less because even Pep can insulate from be like, hey, guys, yeah, Pep did that thing, didn't he, where he was just like, a, if the club had lied to me. Mm. Yeah, but the thing with George Graham is that he's so all-encompassing in the yeah. way he was and the way right. he ran the club that like for him to have that against him was, was it was like huge. It was massive, man. It was huge. It's yeah. massive because you got to understand it. So we're thinking, oh, it's going to be fine. They've never proven anyone, so it's fine. And then all of a sudden, I remember, I'm at home. I see George Graham's car leaving. George Graham has been sacked. You know, like I say, leading, leading up to it, you just carry on playing. You still play the best you can. It doesn't affect you to that point. And just like I know that with the city, with everything that's going on, it's massive. But the players... Players will just play. They just play. It's not even a case of, do they care? If you didn't destabilise the city, if anything, it's probably... It's not the insecurity financially. It's actually too much success. Mm. This is the problem they have, isn't it? If mm. you look at all the different players that Pep is rumoured to be having trouble with, it's because... Either the new ones have come in and there's something he doesn't like in their demeanor or they're just people come part of the furniture and he's just not happy with them and he's trying to shake things up and galvanize them because it feels a little bit stale, actually, watching City at some points because, look, even, even though they're second in the table, mm. still have a good chance of winning the league, even though they're still second, this is not the domineering, swaggering City mm. of old and, and Pep's looking at it and thinking... But where is the hunger? We saw it with the to- after the Tottenham miss. We, we heard him. Mm. And then I mean, that's, that's the challenge. I don't mm. think it's the financial stuff. Because, because Chelsea players have had to deal with some kind of rumbling about their ownership for many, many years, mm. right? The Abramovich stuff has been rumbling along for yeah. a very long time before it actually And they still broke. done stuff, still, and they won, still stuff. They won everything in sight. What I would say is that I think it's def- this, this particular cycle is definitely at the latter stages of of its kind of existence and it needs a reboot. And yeah. I think Holland, the hunger, Holland, the hunger with which he's playing, and actually can I just throw in, in, in fairness to Holland as well, the hunger with which he's playing has to be matched throughout the squad. Like yes, that's the yes, standard. Yeah, do you know yes. what this, we, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to do fake football trades oh, later, no, right, because wait. of the NBA de- uh, trade deadline. But in the NBA, you see it a lot when teams who, like the Warriors did it, when they won a couple of titles and they got Kevin Durant in and it was it became, that was their motivation. We've got mm. to win a ring for KD. Yeah. Got, you know? Yeah. And it, with Holland, I thought that that would be the trigger. But I think what's happened, we've talked about this, so we don't need to go over it too much, but the way that it's shifted so much in terms of how they need to play, I think has created problems. And then it's created more problems in Pep's mind, or probably more, he's probably trying to solve more problems that actually exist. Mm. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? And I feel that that, at the moment, combined with what's going on off the pitch, it may not affect them too much, but it's just kind of one of those like, not fucking now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, not now. Yeah. This, could, this could come after we've won a double or a treble even. Yeah. Or, or the league, you know, but like, not on the moment I, we're I in feel, this. And here's a hot take in Pep's defence as well, because a lot of this was like, oh, how could he sell Zinchenko and Jesus and Sterling? Well, maybe those players had reached the end of their cycle yeah. in terms of their contribution yeah, to City. Look at their ages. Well, I, yeah, but, yeah, but then again, look at the intensity with which Pep coaches yeah. you. Well, this is what you I'm know, saying, Moose. Two, two, what... two years under Pep is six under most other people. Mm. The man is emotionally an incredible coach and also I think emotionally exhausted. They need something. Some they need something because what's happening I cannot get past the the Spurs game. When they won the game, they came back and done what they've done because they're quality players. But Pep's demeanor in the interview is was confusion. Mm. It felt like he's confused and bemused about what's going on? What's, what's going on with the fans? They're booing us at half time with everything what we've brought to Well them. here's a hot take. Maybe this is new for Pep because has Pep can't has Pep gone through a cycle with a successful team before? I'm not sure he has because what? Four years at Barca, three, at three, years, at, three years at Bayern. 
Pep has not been to the cycle himself with the team. He has not renewed a team's mm. core yet, mm -hmm. like substantially. He's moved on. He, he, yeah, so he hasn't. This process he's in now. This is new for him, actually. I think. Well, I mean, yeah, it is any, anything past that fourth year have, was new for him. We, we, we've not seen Pep in this guise where he's talking like he's been used before. Have you seen him do that before? I didn't see him do that at Barcelona. I've seen him angry. Um, even even with Bayern, I thought the Bayern was kind of like a. He, he just he was just quite mellow there, but like. I've never seen him um, like he was against Tottenham. He's been talking about crowd atmosphere for a while. Like mm. That thing is not new. Like In a way, I look and I think, oh, no, City fans hopefully will see this too. Like, no, City fans will hopefully, I'm not speaking out of turn here, but it's like he's been like kind of sniping at atmosphere in the mm. ground for a while in a way that feels a bit unfair because, you know, City fans know that's the thing that people go at City fans with mm. and tickets aren't the cheapest at City. Like, it's not... That area is not the wealthiest area, mm. so like no, it's you're saying, do, 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 do you know what I mean? Do you know what I yeah. mean? For him to do that is a bit like, like you know. Don't, yeah, but what about don't the fact he's, the bus. he's what about the fact he's from Barcelona? What their crowds are like Bayern Munich? What their crowds are like? He's. Mm. I think he might be thinking that no, no, no. With the team that we've got, the crowd's going to be like. I think. It's, I think. It's I think it's be... almost one of that's one of those kind of like lighting a fire under something just to kind of galvanize. That's yeah, yeah. He's, he's trying. He's trying to find something. I feel like there's there's an interesting thing going on in the Premier League where. I feel like because of the wealth and the extravagance and obviously with this stuff with City it's kind of you know it's raising other questions about you know the legitimacy of stuff and it's I feel like nowadays uh, we're at an all time high of how much everything is covered just yes. sport news mm, yes. like news cycles are never ending sports are never ending um, prime example the first day after the transfer deadline uh, the main news story I saw on something was, you know, uh, Man City linked to Chilwell. It's mm. like the deadline's just done. Like, mm. let people chill until <laughs> yeah. until the summer. Do you think with Klopp, I mean, with Klopp, we're seeing something similar in terms of just how one who's it's, it, they just look. And I'm not saying that they are, but I think they, you can see that there's just a level of exhaustion, exhaustion that exists with football managers and players. Because it, if you think about it, especially with the pandemic, when football came that, back from the pandemic, it's it's been the relentless. It's yeah. been relentless, and Liverpool, you're seeing pandemic the. Problem. Imagine, I think people have, we we talked about this on the live show. It's I think people underestimate still how much it can take out of a, an individual, mm. a squad, and a club mm -hmm. to continually push Manchester City yeah. as far as Liverpool have over yeah. these years, mm -hmm. and not and if not you. Been. It sounds like it's oh well, they got one trophy, they, they got, got one, one, they got they got one league. But the, the the Champions Leagues as well mm. feed into that, and then when this stuff comes and Liverpool are like the Man City stuff comes and Liverpool are like flailing in the league and they're having all these injuries and they're having a similar season to the season after they won the league. Mm. It's just a bit like, do we have like, do you have the do you have the energy to hustle again to, to get that to, to kick yeah. that to yeah, kick then, that next yeah, cycle? But then you going. look at his, you, you look at um like Klopp on the line against Wolves, and I I don't like to see the the big managers. When they're looking vulnerable, yeah, 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 it makes me uncomfortable for him because, again, like you mentioned, the pandemic. And remember, Liverpool done what they done through the pandemic. And remember, they had to they won the league without no fans in mm. the ground. And you know, we're talking about a time where Mane, Salah, Firmino, it was they were flying. Mm. One of those guys probably go for a lot of money. Yes, uh, probably Mane or Salah go for a lot of money in that time without a pandemic. So that kind of helps them to kick on again because what Liverpool didn't do and weren't able to do was replenish that squad while it was going well. Yes. yes. And, you know, City have got no problem with doing that because they can just continue to buy. Liverpool have to, Liverpool have to do business and make this happen, that happen. We, we saw them get um, Diaz and unfortunately he's injured at the moment and he looked like he kicked, he hit the ground and he was running. You know, we're still waiting for Nunes to do his stuff. But then you look in at the team, what he's trying to build and it, it's, it seems very top-heavy in respects of age. Age and youngsters, there's no middle ground. The through line, yeah. You know, and I just think that even if they write off this, this season and say, right, this season's gone, we'll see what's happening in the summer. It's like I said last night. What's happening in the summer? What's mm. happening with the club? Are they being yeah. sold? I, I feel sorry for Jurgen Klopp right now because we're talking about a man that just wants his team to play and do stuff. And there's so much going Everything's on. Everything's malfunctioning at once. That's the Fucking problem. Hell. Defensive line, midfield. Like you look at midfield, you're not thinking 
where are the regular goals in midfield? Mm. Yeah. You look at midfield and think, where are the 10 to 15 goals? They get dragged around so right. easily. And then defence, like where is the solidity? solidity yeah. Where is that? And then you look at the strikers, not just the, you know, where's, where's you know, great video by Tifo, where's the pressing, but also, again, with the forwards, you know, when Salah doesn't have that combination, he can get isolated. Yeah. So it's this thing, this thing of now, all the, it's the worst possible thing because all the Liverpool players are being picked off one by one by the opposition. Yeah. Like getting isolated and like shut down. You know, we've seen like Salah getting triple teamed, but yes. now getting the midfield is being bum rushed. The way that Brighton came at Liverpool, this is doing the three nil defeat um by Wolves was actually more worrying than the Brighton one because Brighton dismantled Liverpool. Liverpool were so fragile from the opening moments mm. against Wolves. That wolves just walk through. They could see it. Wolves they were wolves. They, they, they just... smelt it. The yeah, wolves yeah, yeah, smelt yeah. it. But this is why looping. Let's make it maybe <laughs> wrap on this bit. But looping it back to to the title race itself. Mm. This is why I think it's become even more imperative that Arsenal kind of get it over the line yeah, if you're going to yeah. get real nice. It's getting yeah. to the point. This week is a massive week for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've had this little wobble. They kind of got away with the last two. We've said yep. the Man City Cup result was probably the most glorious exit of a cup competition you could do at this stage, <laughs> yeah. especially with what's going on. They had the, the slip up against Everton, although, like I said, the most inevitable football result of all time. Yeah. But they've got to fix up. And if they fix up this week, for example, if they, if they get through this next week with back-to-back wins against Brentford and City, it's... it's Which it, they can and arguably... Arguably should. If you're going to go for it, if you're going to talk about, you know. I mean, it's, just, it's time to recognise for Arsenal. And this is what I yeah. said after the Everton. And we're very fortunate that City lost as well. But the, this is where the test comes. And it's, I was, like I said, I keep mentioning it because I talked to Paul, Paul Scholes. He's got 11 Premier League medals. He knows what happens in February too, and March. And like he was saying. 11. It's, it's ridiculous. It's just too many. It's, you know, that's why I'm just pleased when we're on the Premier League and they say, Things like 12 Premier League medals between them. It seems like I've won more just because I'm sitting next to Paul Scholes. But the fact is, <laughs> is that when, when you look at, what was I saying? What was, we, what was I saying before? I was going, I was going somewhere. With oh, the he winning. was saying, he yes, was saying no, no, like no. February, March, yeah, right? February, March. And what I'm saying is, is that losing that game and the way Everton came at them is how they should be expecting every team to come at them, especially if you're organised. Brentford, elected. yes. Yeah. Brentford will be organised. What, what I'm hoping that they learn from Everton is, right, we're going to we're gonna have to dig in for 25 minutes here. We're going to have to fight this yeah. off. We're going to have to still try and play, play through their press. And then we're going to have to take half chances. We're going to have to take those chances so as they can see, okay, you can press us as much as you want, but you fuck around and get it wrong. We're taking half chances. Bam, you could do that. It's 1-0. Bam, it's 2-0. Okay, you're going to keep doing that. Bam, it's 3-0. That's how you finish them. That's how the great teams finish a team is like you take the licks you take the licks and then they leave their chin open and bam you knock them out that is how you do it it's not about performance I mean it's not about performance it's not it's about results now mm. and this is why we have to beat Brentford yep. and it's not like I'm saying it for pressure but we have no, no, to no. beat them because just to get back on track in this, in this moment where City all over the place with what's going on Liverpool nowhere near it we are in pole position to win this and yes it's a young squad Good but enough. we have to recognise this moment. And this is where you have to say, this is it. Yeah, I'm yeah, right yeah, in the meat yeah. and bones of this fucking fight. Musa talks about something on Stadio quite a lot, about the, uh, the moments in the season that were probably not great, but were absolutely integral to success. Mm. If Arsenal win the league this season and mm. go on a bit of a run from now, you can look back at that Everton result. Because you can imagine, yeah. actually, for Arteta, in, if you're going to get a free defeat, which they essentially got, mm. you know, going back in the dressing room afterwards and being like, listen, I think you're amazing. You I, said, love I love you all so you much, guys. Yeah. but yeah. we haven't done shit yet. Yeah. And this is, this is proof of it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Manchester. Yes. You were, in, uh, you were doing a bit of work in Manchester I recently, I think. Yeah. Huh? Can, we, I can up... you tell everyone what you're doing, please? Well, I was, up is... there. I was up there for um, a club like with Cheatham Hill, um, Cheatham Hill Club, football club. Um, Cheatham Hill. Yes, in Manchester. Um, and what it is, is that it's through the Barclays um, Community Football Fund that we wanted to we wanted to go up and what we wanted to do is build a dressing room for the girls because they've got three girls teams there and the girls and there's nowhere for the girls to 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 actually get the get dressed and have their own little safe space have their own space where no one else can come into so we was up there building that and meeting the girls it was great to meet the girls and I was doing some plastering we saw I was, just, yeah, I was doing yeah, some plastering yeah. you know what I really quite enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> I really quite enjoyed it. I was there with Kelly um with, with Kelly Smith, who was, Kelly was amazing. She'd done this thing where the he goat. had to kick the ball into the cement mixer 
and I was doing the, I was doing I was a hype man. I was a hype man. And she missed the first one, but then the second one, she went into Kelly Smith mode, bro. And she bam straight Drilled in. It. But what was really good about it is just playing with the girls, talking to the girls, and the excitement of the girls. And even when you're just speaking to them, I mean, it wasn't for camera, just about their own dressing room. Yeah. They were so happy having to change in cars, having to change in dressing rooms where the guys have been, and it's all dirty and it's all nasty. And you know, just to know that that's happening across the country mm. makes me really pleased. And so, you know what I mean? Obviously, I was getting a lot of um, I was getting a lot of remarks about my um, my actual plastering on but, Instagram. Yes, can I? Do you mind if I read you a couple? <laughs> what you got? Sir? I've got a couple. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen. You knew what this was, man. You knew what this was. Um, uh, one comment. What does he say? From uh, Ames and Pegs says. Ames and Pegs. All that time at Arsenal just wasted. <laughs> nice one, Ames and Pegs. <laughs> uh, Crappy Snap said, "Thank the Lord, this man could play football." <laughs> oh my that's, goodness, that's wow. really hard. Crappy. Wow, 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 that's really, really hard. Really, you know really? what it was. <laughs> you know what it was. When I when I was I, I would have been about fifteen, sixteen mm. when I was doing it, and this guy employed me. Said, "Okay, you're going to be a labourer, but I'm going to teach you bricklaying and plastering." And he and he done it a, a couple of times, but then he would stop me because I'd have to go and do something else. So I never got to do it. But it was only one time. The other bricklayer made me do a whole wall yeah. and then he helped me with it. But that's the only time I've done one. But this guy, the main guy, would never, ever really teach me how to do it properly. And it's oh. something that I wanted to do. And I remember I was speaking to one of the, um, the guys who was there. He was just one of the old men who was standing there. He said, you know what, Ian? Maybe that's not what you were meant to do. <laughs> oh, no. it, he said, you know, because if you were a great plaster, you may have turned down the, the opportunity to go to, to play football simply because you've now got the trade, which you say you wanted to get. And you couldn't afford, because you said you had, with your son being born, you couldn't afford to give up a job like that and give up learning a trade to go and play football, which you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. This is what the man said wow, to me in the room wow, the other that's day. That's quite profound. And I thought to myself, you know, so I'm so pleased he said that simply because it's something that I was always vexed about. Like this guy didn't teach me properly. Mm. Didn't teach me properly, but in the end, it wasn't meant to be. But I had a great time doing that. It looked really good. It looked so fun, You know, it's so good. I had a couple more of that. What did I say? Go on. From really? actual plasterers. Go on, what did plasterers? Uh, this one from Grub1991. <laughs> As a plasterer, I now know how professional footballers feel watching Sunday League. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You know the thing is, with that one, it's um that's just I've, I've just given him an opportunity someone like him to to go in to, to to come in because like I didn't do nowhere near enough I must have done three or four strokes I didn't do nowhere near enough for him to have that kind of like opinion assessment he had to go in yeah, yeah he wasn't but he had to go in so let him go in he's saying I think we should give him to the end of the season before we make yeah. make a judgment but the thing that. about that is is that like I say that was like just the the bonding aspect of it so that's a really skillful point you should see the wall when the guy finished it it was amazing. Mm. But like I say, I didn't even actually get to the bonding side because I had to put the cement on and then that what was on there, mm. like the, the Artexy kind of bonding stuff is what you put over the, oh. the, 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 the cement, what you've already put on. So you have to put that on, you smooth that out. Then you put the bonding on, which is where you put the wallpaper and the stuff onto the wall. Yeah. So I never even got to the bonding side of learning how to plaster. And so this is why it's, it's very easy for him to, to, to say that. But like we're talking about what was that, 15, 16 you know what I mean? Maybe I had seven, eight goals at it. Yeah, I remember like, I, I I did tiling with my uncle when I was about that age as well. Mm. And it was just like, oh yeah, I've got this. Yeah. It's just like, no, you haven't. No. <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's a trade. It's very, because, very like, skilled work. That's the, my mum's like, amazing it's an DIY thing, and I watched she? her do it and I was just like, the levels of this are like, yeah. blew I liked away. it. I, I would have loved to have been a brick um, a brick layer. I'd oh, love yeah? to have a Flemish Bond, English Bond. Again, he was, he, he he was trying to, he was going to teach me in that, just he just didn't have the patience because he he was all about getting the job done, getting the work done. You know what I mean? I remember the first time I turned up for the my first. I was fifteen, my first day on the job, and they delivered three yards of ballast, which had to be turned into cement because we had to put the foundation in, and it was roasting, and I had to keep doing it for the for my first time on a building on a building site. My back was like jelly by the time that finished. Whoa. I was I was mixing cement for a whole day bringing it in can I end on one more one, on, one on, more go on. from Morgan Plastering London what are they saying right I'm afraid you have lost the touch oh no they're going in I was watching the video going oh this is quite like it's nice it looked it's good nice. It's no, I was like this is smooth it looked really, good, really good like, yeah it's like a painter I'm never doing anything vulnerable on video ever because they're yeah. going to come in you know like yeah, these but, comments this is social media yeah but the thing about that is is that I think like, that's, I think that's it's just banter. It's banter. Well, it's, it's just banter. They've gone in. But like, the thing is, is that um, they could see, even the way I was holding the, the trowel and stuff, 
you can, you can see that I've done some stuff, but like we're talking what, 40 years? Mm. Even like 40, 42, 43 years ago, I haven't picked up anything like that. When my... I think you did all right, man. I'm quite happy with that because you know what? I started off that wall for those girls. Now those girls have got somewhere. So, amazing. Yeah, I mean, on, honestly, on that note, just one serious thing to, before mm. we wrap up on that. That's amazing because over the last decade or so, you've seen facilities like mm. that in Manchester just disappear. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of funding got pulled. A lot of sports grounds and stuff like that went massively underrepaired and, and something like that. It's it's really important. It's real work, I think man. it's that's, really good. And that's needed because that's what's yeah. needed because if we're going to be totally honest, like I say, with the glitz and the glamour when we're watching it on Sky or wherever, it's, wherever it is and we're seeing, that's the realness right there because that's where it all comes from. And this yeah. is what I said. That's where the dreams start. You have to give them that. You just listen to Kelly Smith. Kelly Smith literally said, I can't even remember the first time. I can't remember ever dressed, getting, getting um, dressed in a dressing room. I was always in the car, oh always God. had to leave and get showered at home. You know what I mean? Never had our own space. Those things have got to be just run yeah. of the mill. So the Barclays Community Football Fund, um, they're doing that right across the country and I'm really pleased to be part of that, to be honest. It's beautiful work and the plastering is beautiful work. I thought you did well. I did. I, I thought enjoyed I did it. too. It Thanks wonderful. very much. All right, we have to throw in a massive disclaimer at the top of this section because yeah. otherwise we're going to get aggregated to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say something. I think you need to say something and I think you need to finish okay, cool. as well because okay. you're the most important one in the room. Okay. Yeah. No so worries. for anyone listening who might want to take quotes from this next section about fake, fake football trades. Fake trades. So let me just clarify. We are playing a little bit of a fun game to do player swaps with a transfer system that doesn't even exist in mm-hmm. the sport. Doesn't so exist. No monies. No money, but also this is not a representation, an actual representation of what we genuinely believe you know, people sorry. should do or where people should It's move. ridiculous we have to explain it to but this But you level. have to, because, set it, let's set it up. Okay. NBA trade deadline. We love the NBA. Mm-hmm. Trade deadline's always silly. Moose and I have done a couple of things on Stadio about fake trades in football, mm-hmm. where no transfer fees, mm-hmm. like no transfer system, yeah. like the, no, the current one, who you know? So who would we? Who would we? Who would we uh, let's play fake GMs, right? Let's play, yeah. Anything you want to add to this disclaimer? No, well, I just, think it I needs to say, come out of your mouth. Yes. No. Everything what Ryan said, just fucking take it on board, please. Jesus yeah. Christ, we're having a laugh here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Let's not let's, fake trades. Fake trades. Fake so trades. Moose and I were, were thinking, how much can we make Righty squirm here? Who can we get him mm. to agree to part with at Arsenal right. for someone big? So do, I don't know if you want to go there straight away. Do you have Do you have anything in mind? You'll take my head off for this. Go on then. What are you saying? What are you starting with? If Bayern Munich offer Leon Goretzka and Jamal Musiala for Vakayo. No, oh, Musa, he's gone straight Christ in. Musa, wow. we can't take that. So basically, wow, that's so, uh, you know something. So Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich call. So it will be Salah Hamzah, right? He'll call up people like, uh, "Hey, Ian, right? You're the uh, you're the GM of Arsenal Football Club." Mm. Uh, we want to explore trade possibilities for Bukayo Saka mm-hmm. and uh, we feel like we could put together a good package you need a central you need I'd, a central I'd, midfielder long you know what you, 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 if you say if you mention his name Ryan I'd instantly say this. Nope. I'm not talking I'm not even hang speaking hang up the phone I, I love speak. that but this is what I'm talking about do you know why did I ask this partly mischievous but also partly because there's an incredible message you can send to a member of your own dressing room Pedri or Gavi and be like you know those uh, those massive clauses they put mm. on the re- the um they put a billion yes release clause. Yeah, that is a statement. When you go, no, we're going to re up this contract. and We put like one point five billion release clause on it. So this is what you respond with. And actually, the message that sends to like Europe is like, oh, they look, they take care of their people mm. because that offer actually, if you think of like Musiala's trajectory, yeah. amazing player, yeah. Goretzka, amazing player, yeah. experienced. Mm. But actually, if you respond with that and you're like, no way, we're selling them. What's interesting is the kind of player who's now attracted to Arsenal. If you say you're not a selling club, right? Mm. If you've got like an elite player like Sack and you know Arsenal not a selling club anymore, it puts in a different category because what you're saying is Arsenal is the final destination for players. Yes. You look at certain clubs like Napoli or whatever, yes. everyone always goes, oh, oh, he'll leave and go somewhere else or whatever, or yeah. she'll leave and go somewhere else. He could stay here forever. Right. And if you start creating that, because what thing, Arsenal are at the stage now, the final stage of Arsenal's evolution is to be a club that players end up at. Mm. Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, mm. long term. 
Osimhen, if someone like that is, yeah. Osimhen would be an incredible you know acquisition. Does that make sense? Yes. You yeah, yeah, stay yeah. there and you can challenge for everything. That's so that, what you want. So that's almost, you want. Saka's not on the table. So I ask, wow, I, I, I ask, love that. But I, I, I ask cheekily, but I also ask because it's like, you have to put yourself, the final st stage for Arsenal in terms of evolution is, your mind state has to be, we are a Real Madrid, we are a Barcelona in terms of our aspiration, but also our, that is that is where and who we are now. We're a club that you don't leave. Yeah, that I like sense. that. In that in the sense. NBA, like when some people put uh, sign new contracts or contract, they they uh, get contract extensions. Mm. They put in no trade clauses on some players. Yes. Wow. So I think I think in the Arsenal squad, no trade. Bakaya Zaka's <clears throat> got no trade clause. So is Martinelli. I think there are three Ooh. players. I think there are three players to do. I think Odegaard as well. I think Odegaard those three. as well. I think Odegaard. Yeah. Odegaard. Odegaard yeah. Those three. That's are. interesting because. And Saliba. We can't. You know something. <laughs> you, know, that, you know what moves is that that frightens me because when you Goretzka and Musiala are wow unbelievable, and so uh, you know you have to think wow yes but this That's man, this no. man no. is not for fucking sale. Put it this sale. way though. Put what, it this what way. A statement to say no as well. So but mm. all right, all right. You two are the co-GMs of Manchester United. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've called you up. Right. Actually, we want to explore a trade package. Yeah. For Jamal Musiala and Leon Goretzka from Manchester United, mm -hmm. what do you give us back for it? This is tough because because, because do Manchester United have this is the great thing about trades, right? Do Manchester United have tra have the tr have the pieces? No. to trade for Not with Goretzka yes. and San Musiala. Sancho. Oh, cool. Yes, Sancho, Sancho goes in the package. Okay. Um, build me, build me a package. Tempt me. Okay. Tempt me. Sancho, Casemiro, one Bissaka because you need a no. right back. We know they need a right back. Sancho, one Bissaka. They've just got Cancelo. Can say, and they've yeah. got, they got Pavard playing the right centre back. Well, I don't need a right back. Luke Shaw. Can we put, throw Luke Shaw? Musa. Magdas Garnicht. Ganz klar. For those two players, Man United haven't got. I don't the think pieces. they've got the pieces. They haven't got the pieces. Who do? To, to, City, City do. City do. City Without do. question, City Go have on the then. pieces. So, so for Musiala and Gretzka, Gundawan? De Bruyne. De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Because De Bruyne. what did we Bruyne. say last week or the week before on Stadio? De Bruyne is one of the most Bayern players never to play for Bayern. Right. I think, I think, there's, I think you know, there's, there's those ones where you like, you know, like with Figo whenever when it's like, you'll never get Figo. And then yeah. you start, you open the conversation. Yes. He's the ungettable. I think De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva. You see, the thing is, and I think because that... Because um, those players at the end of a trajectory, mm. bidding war, PSG, Barcelona, but Bayern have the stability and he walks into... He walks into a Bayern midfield. Wow. Will you throw in Mares if I chuck you Pava? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have we got a deal? That's an incredible trade. For both? That works for both. I think, you know why? Because that I think De Bruyne, if that was the case, I think De Bruyne might be ready for that now. I think, I think De Bruyne is, I think De Bruyne at Bayern makes so much sense though. It does. Huge and he links sense. that midfield so well. Can he I say something with De Bruyne? I would yeah, love the Bundesliga. I would, really because well. you know when you watch De Bruyne play, his facial expressions never change. Even when he scores, he doesn't. I'd love to see De Bruyne playing with a with a, a freedom, mm. without the without the constraints of this intensity around him. I'd love to see that De Bruyne. Do you know what? As well, I think he's he's someone who would. I mean, he thrives. On, he's thrived under Pep. Mm. He's thrived. Since he looks he went quite to intense himself, to be honest. But him under Nagelsmann, I think you know how, for example, Arteta and Erdogan have this link. There's a reason mm. Erdogan's captain. There was a thing in the Spurs game. I think James or uh, mentioned it on Ask Blog, uh, where Spurs made a change. Mikel Arteta calls Martin Erdegaard over and just goes, he just literally, he's not even that far close mm. to him. He just literally goes 4-4-2, signals 4-4-2. And uh, Erdegaard says something like, in defence or something like that. He's just like, yeah. And then bam, that's relayed to the whole team. They yeah. know that they have to make a defensive <sighs> switch. on, And it's like, De Bruyne does that for Bayern yes. at a time when actually, if we're getting real, mm. They're having a little bit of trouble implementing a really sound tactical mm. system. And they get a Champions League like that. Here we go. There they he is. Get a De that Bayern with Bernardo Silva and, and De, Bruyne De Bruyne added to that team now, that gets a Champions League. And wow. Mahrez. Yeah. I'm taking Mahrez, and Mahrez as, well. as well. Oh my Mahrez. God. Some competition for Gnabry and, and Sané. Sané. Mm. That gets your Champions League. And you have League. Sadio Mane I like as well. Do you see that trade? I like that trade. <laughs> Then I love it because it works because yeah. Musiala Holland's mm. collaboration is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, and then Goretzka just goes in and just plugs every gap. The only problem and the only issue that I would have if I was a buying point from, from a buying perspective is you're giving up a lot of age. Do you know what I mean you're giving up a lot of like yeah, potential? Yeah, but there is mm -hmm. a thing with buying about you know what it is you're giving up a lot of age. But think what buying are dealing with now. A lot of these like other clubs are getting very very brave, very brave. And buying is like when you give them a smackdown because Union. 
ooh, they're still knocking about. Yeah. They didn't disappear after Christmas. We thought mm. they would. Iron Tractor getting cocky. We need to like, actually, sometimes it's like, we've got to put some yeah. stones on the table. And so this now, Mares, uh, De Bruyne and, and Bernardo, it's like re-establishing a period of dominance. That's in interesting because you'll get a couple of years, a good two or three years out of him. Actually, Goretzka's 28, so it's mm. just Musiala and Pavard oh. that are the younger ones. And then, out, yeah, but then Mares. Mares is what? Mares, does Mares make the team for me in front of... No, he gives, he gives you some depth, though. Gnabry. He gives you some depth. So he's 31, yeah, but, he, but he gives you some depth because the problem yeah. that Bayern have, I think, and they've seen it with Sadio Mane when he's been out injured, is the drop-off is a little bit of start. Right. Sané's form has been patchy. Mm. Um, Gnabry was really really good he's had some struggles there's a bit going on with him going to pa- Paris Fashion Week which is yeah, just ridiculous yes, yeah. but um, I think that works for everyone yeah I, I like that one what else we got that's great fun what else we got okay uh, I'm Ryan Hunt I'm the uh, sporting director of Beef Al B and All Norton are, we, st- are, we, are we still a, a double acting uh, yeah, can be two separate clubs if you like um, but uh, I'm Beef Al B and All Norton commonly known as Borussia Dortmund right we're looking to explore a trade possibility for Jude Bellingham. <laughs> because we've had word that he may not resign may- with us. So we want to explore trade possibilities. Now, you may pick whichever club you represent and Goodness. you can explore a trade package for Jude Bellingham. Goodness. We will be willing to throw in other players if it helps. That is wild. Who's got the pieces to trade for See, Bellingham? No, I, 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 yeah. Are you going to be an Arsenal guy again? Are you going to try and get Jude to Arsenal? <laughs> I can't because... Do you have to give up some of your boys? Give up? Who do is, I give up? Do you know what? I think you should be Arsenal. I think you should be Barcelona. Okay, okay, Barcelona. Or do you want to be Real Madrid? I'll be Barcelona. Do you like want to be Arsenal? Do you, do you, I, want, to do I, do you I, want to be Chelsea? No, no, I mean, no, no. I don't want to be Chelsea. No, 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 no. Do you want because to be I don't Arsenal? think he'll go because I, I genuinely want him to, want him to come to Arsenal. Can I just say something? Because I know that you're not technically allowed to say this just because it'll be headlines. I think... Jude right. Bellingham to Arsenal isn't as wildly unimaginable as it would have been a year ago, and I'm just saying, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna leave it there. Can I say because we 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 gave the um the disclaimer at the at the top, right? Yeah, we did. It's, it's, this is all fiction. So I'm gonna be Arsenal. Arsenal. This is a fictional game. So, right? so I'd like to offer Borussia Dortmund, Party and Xhaka. Would they take that? That's not gonna be enough. We're gonna need. I think we're gonna need a young, younger superstar in that deal. Gabby. Ansu Fati and Frank Kessier. All three of them? Yes. For Bellingham. Yes. Yes. I mean... Yeah, but Ansu Fati, man. I'm just, what about the injuries? Because there's a home for him at, Gavi, at Dortmund. Yes. Frank Kessier yes. and Ansu Fati. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You don't even need to be here because okay, I'm so taking I'm that... No, no, because I want to explore this for fun, but that's just... Yeah, I, I love you. Yeah, I do it. That's a really you, silly trade. No, I think it's an amazing trade because the development... Ansu Fati would have a home where he could develop and just do his thing, right? Because actually the pressure on Ansu Fati at Barcelona is, is too much, especially with the injuries he's suffered, right? He gets to play in a front line with Makoko or Gio Reyna and really just build a really exciting career. Two years later, having revitalised and rebuilt himself, he can bounce. Um, and Bellingham is like an all-world talent and you mm. need to give a deep piece. You need to offer like for like. Ansu Fati is not physically what he was. It's not a knock on him. It's just like he needs two years. He can just operate out of that intense glare and just build his career back to a level. Gavi is an absolutely spectacular talent, right? He's extraordinary. And at the same time, Pedri and Bellingham mm. alongside each other yeah. is an all-world midfield for the next 10 years. The next 10 years. I, I, yeah. Who plays, then, who plays Frankie Young in the, in the holding role? Yes. And then Kessier is a flippable piece. Kessier and Gavi in the Bundesliga would fucking destroy that's what I, I don't think that's, we, and that's what I mean. And that's we haven't what, got the pieces. We haven't got the pieces. It's a huge, it's a huge, yeah, make it's a huge offer. It, it's a huge offer, but it's an offer that's like, it's, an, it's a huge offer, but it's also like, these people respect us. They've offered us that and they respect us, but that's what I'd offer. From an Arsenal point of view, we, we actually feel like we have a good relationship with Arsenal. Right, yeah. So we'd like to explore some trade possibilities with Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Borussia Dortmund are looking to, for Jude Bellingham, we would, be looking at a multi-piece trade, but we're also willing to throw in another player. So have we'd, like, got, to, we'd you, like to throw in Marco Royce with this trade as how, well. How old is Marco Royce now? 33 years 33, old. I thought he was 31, my gosh. We're going to throw in Marco Royce. And you know what? what? I'm going to throw in Kareem Adeyemi as well. What? What are we going to get back? So, so Bellingham, so Marco Royce and Adeyemi? Yeah. Whoa, you haven't got... No, 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 wait a minute. And I, in return, we would like... We're looking for a multi... This is a big trade. I know what he wants. We want Charlie Patino. We want Fowler in Balogun. We want Gabriel Martinelli. 
No, I mean, we want Granit Xhaka. No, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. It's no, offensive. I'm not. It's offensive. Why? It is offensive. I've been fucking angry with you for coming to me with that. It's offensive. But like, I know. But it's you too... really want Jude Bellingham? He's disrespected that's a, that's you. Granit Xhaka, Charlie Patino, following Balogun, Gabriel the Martinelli. The ceiling, no, the ceiling on them three is too high. There's no disrespectful way as well. I'm doing that. Dude. Disrespectful. No but way I'm doing that. As much as I love Jude. But do you know what? You're still on the phone. I'm still on the phone, but it's only because I'm, fu- I'm so fucking because angry. I'm, I'm not off. even realised. He's actually like, I'm, yeah. shocked. I'm actually, I haven't realised. So I say, oh, so you're obviously not serious. So we're going we're gonna to have to. No, no, no. Just, I'm fully serious. Well, well that's not going to happen. We'll make. That's an inquiry. No, no, no. Not Come on happen. then. Because you want Jude, so. Let's talk. I can't. I, 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 you're I'm you're now both this. working for Arsenal because that Barcelona one was silly. My offer was great. It was great. It was, it was great. too it was, good. It was, it was, it was, it was, you know, because actually, you look at it like, you actually, if you think about that, actually, people, you, you'll get done like gas. What's you think, all right, listen, listen, okay. So not, you don't want to give up that much? Or do you too much. Or, or, do, or do you just want to give up those players? Or both? I feel like, because um, I can throw another player. Like, that's three players. You've got Karim Adeyemi. You, you got, can't, I can't, you, you take Martinelli. Patino. Do you see how he hit Martinelli in there? Like, yes. Third, just, like, oh, yeah, because I'm still thinking about Patino and Balogun, who, I think are going to come back at some set and they're going to start cooking in way. Arsenal's... I'll leave Balogun out of the deal. I, I don't want Patino in the deal neither. You don't want Charlie in the deal. And you, and the thing about Martinelli is... He's trying to pull a fast one there. He's not. That? Well, well, Listen, he's not, it's he not my first rodeo. He didn't come in good faith. I don't want... I don't, in good faith. I, don't, I don't want to get rid of any of those players. Okay. I... Hmm, I'm, we're going to need one of them. I'll tell you what, I'll be prepared to leave Martinelli out of the deal mm-hmm. if... Let me counter off you. This guy. Mm-hmm. This guy. Granit Xhaka. <laughs> William Saliba. What? Saliba. And... Eddie? Oh. He blinked. He fucking blinked. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because if, ba- if Balogun is coming, it's going to... So, when you look at it, so we've got Wow. So we've got Inketia and Balogun, mm. right? And them two are going to have to be fighting out. So at some stage, one of them's going to one of them's going to kick on. And I, I'm looking at the way Balogun's progressing. I'm looking at the way Eddie's doing it, and it's going to be one of those two. I love this. Both of them will go there and we're feast. Need, if either I think that's what I'm saying. Both of them would do well there, but the like are going to feast as much. I, I wouldn't want to lose them, but if I had, if if because it's Bellingham. I think the fans would probably, depending on who you get, the fans would probably like like that deal. Off. They're coming for you. So let's, <laughs> so let's, so let's, so let's finalise this. Yeah, but so you have I'm, to give something, didn't you? I did. So William Saliba. No, no, no you just, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. No, stop, when did you, stop, did you stop, mention yeah, Saliba? Yeah, yeah, no, Saliba's right. not in the deal. Well, do, do, do you, you want to ja- or not? You said Xhaka. Saliba. Xhaka. <laughs> when did you, was, yeah. I must have wasn't listening. I was still Xhaka, thinking about the deal. He's Xhaka, bewildering you. He's not coming. Because I said Xhaka, Saliba, and then you threw in Eddie. So if I do Xhaka, Saliba, and Ketia, Bellingham, Adeyemi, and Royce, I think I might need one more I don't piece. Want, I don't know if I want Royce. I don't wow. want Royce. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, but we want to, in basketball, you know, they try and clear an expiring contract. We want to get rid of Royce's contract. Yeah, that's true, actually. That's true. I, 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 can't, do the de- I can't do the deal because Salibas can't be in that deal. You're gonna have to pay. What listen, about, <laughs> pay the cost to be the boss. Listen, You'll go you, down as the as the person that didn't get Bellingham and he was available. Yeah, <laughs> you will but do you know what. You will do your signs, club for generations at the Emirates. Thanks to the memories, righty. It's exactly. time to when go. When he's exactly. lifting the World Cup for England, yeah. he could have been with us. Ian Wright, Ian Wright, who passed this afternoon, had a wonderful <laughs> career. <laughs> was mourned by friends and family and strangers alike, but, but the one blot on his illustrious, otherwise illustrious, dazzling career was his failure to secure to, to secure Jude Bellingham. Bellingham. Because he, did, he, he, took, he took the regret to his grave. Because <laughs> he didn't want to <laughs> let go of Do you want Jude or not? Huh? Do you want Jude or not? You just, we got Yak, Arsenal just signed Jakob Kivio. We're good in centre back. We're throwing, we're throwing Kivio instead of Saliba. Not, who do you think I am? No, this deal's getting done now, right? You want Jude Bellingham at Arsenal. You DM Jude all the time. You speak to Jude. You, you're in touch with him. He's an Adidas athlete. He's a young English player. You support him. You want him at Arsenal. You want I him in an Arsenal I can't shirt. Do Saliba. He could imagine. I can't just think. Do think he, Jude Bellingham could legitimately lift the Champions League trophy for Arsenal. He could. Do you want Jude Bellingham? In I want Granit Xhaka. I want William Saliba. 
and I want Eddie and Ketia. And you can have Jude Bellingham, Carrie Madiemi, and if you don't want Royce, I'll leave him out of the deal. You can pick. You can, do you know what? You can pick one other player. Do you want Jamie Bino Gittins, another young English player for the future? Ask him a Coco. Shake the tree, see what falls out. Yeah. Do you want Makoko? Shake the tree, see what falls out. Instead of Adiemi or as instead in, of Adiemi. Do, do, do you want both? <laughs> How many? Um, ask, so that, ask, ask, ask. Yeah, I'd, I'd want, I'd want them both. Jude Bellingham, Kerry Madiemi, you saw for Makoko. Makoko, yeah. For Granite Jacker, William then, Saliba, and Eddie Nketiah. and and throw Royce back in. I know oh, that. There he is. Now there he's he is, doing there deals. He is. There he is. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> my offer was I, my, I would I, you know what I would be you know what it's to do that would that, that, not a good deal not for me my offer was big but it was good do you know what I think there are too many players in this deal I'm going to go straight up Jude Bellingham mm-hmm. Granite Xhaka Gabriel Martinelli I, I, I could do I think I I could probably do that deal. Oh it's a pleasure gosh. doing business with you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Look after Jude; he's a good boy. <laughs> I think I because I think Gabriel Martinelli. He's um, don't explain he's it. Blast. No, no, no. He's going to blast. We'll do another trade next year, and yeah. I'll take William Saliba. It's great fun. Thank you. That was cool, man. True battles. Yeah, yeah. Let's bat- but can I just say? Um, I would hate to be a CEO because my fucking I, my stomach was hurting. <laughs> my stomach was anxious. Fucking just thinking about. <laughs> Thinking about it, you know, God, need, I, do you I, I don't, I don't envy those guys. We're going to do that more guys. in Ryan's house, I think, because yeah. seeing you be like, oh no, see my eyes thinking about like, like the thing is, I don't why want to get rid of any of my boys? With, I can't talk about it. No do you more. know what? It should just be a regular bit. Who can we prize away from righty from Arsenal? <laughs> yes, as a, as, a, as, a, as a fake Arsenal trade, just to see him square. I'd be, I'd be gutted to see Jacka go at the moment. Yeah, I know, man. I'd be know. gutted to you see none of them. You go to the training ground, they'd be like, oh, you traded me, eh? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Hey, listen, just to clarify, like we said at the top, this was just a very silly, fun game. Yeah. Not real. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right. Anyway, it's not fucking real. Me. Listen, man, thanks, guys. Thanks, man. This was thanks fun. Thanks coming in, man. This was fun. It was great. Great for last night as well, guys. Thanks so much for last night. Yeah, thanks to everyone who came last night. See you soon, Moose. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yes, Love you, man. Love you too. Thank you very much. Um, thank you very much for listening to that one. I'm out of breath. <laughs> I'm out of breath that one. That one made me really nervous. I would hate to be a CEO. And I'm glad that there's no trading going on. Um, but listen, thanks for listening. Um, and again, thanks everybody for coming yesterday. We'll see you again on Friday. Um, and we'll go again. Grind don't stop. <laughs> see you later, guys. <laughs>